Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. idea if we have ever raised the roof here on After Hours. Maybe. Maybe just with uh, the volume. We've raised the roof with the volume. Uh, But we just know that it's most important, regardless of the volume or the energy or the enthusiasm, (laughs) it's most important to survive Monday. At least it is during football season. Uh, Jay and I are feeling it on this edition of After Hours. Monday kind of smacked us right in the face. It was a manic Monday. It was a Monster Monday to get through, and it was capped by a doubleheader in the NFL. So we're glad to have you with us. Good morning to you on this Tuesday. Thanks so much for hanging. You know, hanging out uh, on Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page too, YouTube channel named after the show as well. Uh, just Google it, uh, and then you'll see some other questions that pop up about Amy Lawrence. <laughs> it was a bit of a revelation for me. I'm sure that happens with Taylor Swift, right? Of course it does. The NFL is hoping to get a bump in popularity by hitching its wagon to the Taylor Swift train, if you will. The Swifties, they want to get a little bump from the attention and the clicks of the Swifties because no doubt there are plenty of Swifties out there who had no idea Travis Kelsey, the Kansas City Chiefs, Arrowhead Stadium. What are these things that you speak of? But now the Swifties are on board. If you have not seen the latest redecorating by the NFL on its Twitter account. Oh, my gosh. Someone pointed this out to me. Not only did the NFL update its bio to say NFL, in parentheses, Taylor's version kind of piggybacking on what she's doing now, releasing her own version of popular songs. So no longer the produced versions going through her studio. No, it's it's her idea of what her music should be and how it should sound. And she calls it my version or Taylor's version. Uh, and so <laughs> the NFL is piggybacked on that. It says NFL, in parentheses, Taylor's version. But of all the athletes, the history The touchdowns, the moments that we witnessed week three in the NFL. Do you know what photo is now the header on the NFL's Twitter account? Taylor Swift screaming with her mouth open in a suite next to Travis and Jason Kelsey's mom. (laughs) That is the header photo for the NFL Twitter account. Are you kidding me? Not 
Devon Achan, he prefers to be called Achan, apparently, according to his own social media, not Tua, not the Dolphins, after putting up 70 points in an epic performance, not, oh gosh, who else had a huge week? Justin Herbert. Actually, uh, according to the people who are in the know and track these things, I don't have either of them as my fantasy quarterback, but according to the fantasy experts, Justin Herbert actually racked in more fantasy points or racked up more fantasy points than did Tua. Maybe even use a moment from the NFL that's a head-scratcher. I don't know. The Raiders going for three on fourth and four late in a game on Sunday night against the Steelers when what they needed was a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Instead, they settle for a field goal. There are so many different moments that you could capture and put as your header this week, NFL. But instead, you chose a Taylor Swift with her mouth wide open, screaming at the top of her lungs. All right. I see what you're doing. Cheap thrills here for the NFL. But guess who dreamt about Taylor Swift on Monday. That would be me. And I don't mean dream as in daydream. No, I mean dream as in I was fast asleep and I woke up and realized, oh my gosh, I'm dreaming about Taylor Swift. Of course, because of all the chatter about Tay-Tay on Sunday. If you haven't heard the latest, Travis Kelsey may or may not have rented out an entire restaurant to throw a private party for Taylor Swift and some teammates and mom on Sunday evening. That's all the news I got for you. That's it. That's all I have on Taylor Swift. Can we move on now? (laughs) I think I'm good. Actually, I don't think we can move on yet. Because did you see the photo that went viral on social media on Monday? So not anything to do with actual Taylor Swift or actual Travis Kelsey, but instead the backs of the jerseys of Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift. Uh, they were standing next to each other in a rare moment where it was just the two of them and nobody else. So just the perspective of the photo. And so someone took the photo of the backs of Kelsey and Swift and threw it up on social. Because Build a beast. <laughs> that is a different Kelsey Swift relationship. Goodness. I'm so glad I'm not Taylor Swift because I don't think I could handle all of the prying into my love life and all of the speculation about how she might end it with Travis if in fact they're actually in a real relationship and the music she may write about him. So lots of people issuing warnings to one Travis Kelsey. Going to get a great album in like two to three years. Something tells me Travis can handle it. Or maybe not. Maybe he's a big softie in there and his feelings get hurt very easily. I could see that actually. Could you see that? (laughs) He would no longer be fighting for his right to party. Oh, my gosh. All right, Taylor Swift. Taylor meets the NFL. Some of you have found me on Twitter to speculate that she's auditioning for the NFL halftime show. Super Bowl, excuse me. Super Bowl halftime show. But it won't be this year because that's Usher. That announcement came out over the weekend. So Usher is the headliner at Super Bowl 50. Is it 58? 59? Super Bowl 58? Oh, goodness. I think it's 58. I think. But I lose count. But I know it's taking place in Las Vegas. So the NFL could have had any, it literally could have had any artist that it wanted for this first ever Super Bowl in Las Vegas. 
and Usher is the choice. I like Usher. I think he's very talented. Maybe it'll be Taylor Swift for Super Bowl 59. No idea where Super Bowl 59 is. I thought it was going to be her this year, to be honest. shes I feel like she was due, but Usher's fine. She uh, Usher's fine. I just haven't, I don't know She's, if Usher's made a song in like 15 years. But. Oh, come on. Google new Usher music that usually coincides eh. with an album coming out. <laughs> no, I think dude. I'm all right on that. No, you'll Google anything, but you won't Google that. Come on, Google new Usher music and I will Google Super Bowl 59. Why does it feel like New Orleans is the place where it's going? Let's see. Super Bowl 59. Oh, boom. I nailed that. The Superdome in New Orleans. Yeah, because I remember there being a, a switch up of the Super Bowls around 2020 and Tampa and COVID years. Are you ready? Go ahead. New music from Usher. Usher has hinted that fans could receive a new album by the end of 2023. So see, that's the deal. Yep. Yeah, he's coming out with a new album. And that's one of the reasons why he'll be performing. And also the reasons why there will always be speculation about these artists buying the time to perform at the Super Bowl. Remember, it was a couple of, well, maybe it was in advance of Rihanna that she, because she reappeared and had new music, right? Right, right. And she had been really off the radar for quite a while. And that she purchased or there was some type of a negotiation with the NFL so she could showcase her music on Super Bowl 57. And now here's Usher, who will have a new album coming out late this year. Well, that's convenient. I mean, there's no better promotion, right? There really isn't. No. I mean, you'll never get more eyeballs. Uh, in fact, the viewership peaks generally during the halftime show because there are so many people who watch the Super Bowl that know nothing about football and don't care. They're at parties. It's an American institution. It's an event. Everyone goes to a Super Bowl event or a, a sports bar to watch. And people who are don't care about football very often will check out after halftime. They'll watch it for the commercials. They'll watch it for the squares. They'll watch it for the halftime show and then peace out. That's what my nieces do. They watch it through halftime and then they're done. So yeah. <laughs> they always send me their, their analysis, their synopsis of the halftime show. That's their favorite part. So yeah, I could see it. The Superdome next year. Taylor Swift taking her, and maybe that would be the end if she keeps extending her new eras tour in 2025. Her, it's not new era, that's the footwear. The eras tour shows you how much I know about Swifties. Please do not at me. I've got friends who've gone to multiple eras shows. Don't ask me how they afford that, but they have in different cities. Uh, anyway, so New Orleans feels like a good place for Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's a good spot for her. To wrap up the American leg of the eras tour. There's a good chance the Chiefs will be in it too. I don't think the relationship's going to last that (laughs) long. (laughs) He's a goof, though. He's really funny. If she has a sense of humor, then they should get along. Seemed like a good match. Really? Just just the eye test. They passed the eye test. I'll say that. The eye test on TV. They look compatible. In his blue and white suit, they look compatible. I wouldn't have worn that. She She wears sequin leotards, and he wears outrageously colored suits. You think that goes together? I, I liked it. I don't know. I think they passed I'm the not even sure she'll understand what he's saying half the time. Probably not. When he yells the word jabroni after wins, I'm, I'm sure she knows that you got to fight for your right to party. Is that Beastie Boys? It is, yeah. Okay. So maybe she knows them because she's a musical savant. But do you think she knows jabroni? Oh, you're rolling. Shut your mouth, you jabroni. Do you think she'll find that attractive? <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine Taylor screaming that at one of her shows, but... Maybe she will. Initially, 
She was probably captivated by his sweet gesture of trying to give her a friendship bracelet. That's really cute, right? I mean, that's something that a little boy in fourth grade would do. I think that's, it's a sweet and romantic gesture, right? It's, it's great. Uh, But once she gets to know the way that he acts on the field. She never listened to his podcast. (laughs) Once she gets to know what he talks about with his brother on his podcast, that may be all she wrote. (laughs) Yeah, that might seal the deal. Yeah, I don't know this relationship is long for this world. <laughs> it's exciting though. Is it? It's all all every every news outlet, not even just sports channels. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Network. It was on channel, you know, NBC, CBS, oh, yeah. all of no, them. No, it's transcending. I saw it on people.com. My mom was like, Who's Travis Kelsey? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Exactly. That's my point. That's why the NFL is trying to ride this train as long as they possibly can, because they recognize that it's an untapped audience of people who have no idea. Arrowhead Stadium, Travis Kelsey, what? Unless, of course, they went to her tour at Arrowhead Stadium, and then they might know. But no clue. There are people out there that have no clue who won the last Super Bowl and whether or not the Chiefs were in it. And who, where did the Chiefs play anyway? And who the hell is Travis Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, you think you're famous as an NFL player until Travis, until uh, yeah. Taylor Swift comes along. <laughs> Reality check. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Reality TV at its finest. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, so we're kind of running through this segment and have yet to get to our first game from Monday Night Football, but we will. Uh, yeah, for a while there, it was, hey, you take the ball. No, you take the ball. It was like a game of hot potato between the Eagles and Bucks. And the gun is Mayfield. Motion to the far side. Mayfield back. He looks, he fires, and it's intercepted. It is intercepted. Coming up with it is Reed Blankenship uh, at the 35-yard line. First down, 10 Eagles at the Buck 22. They lead 10-3. And one more before halftime. The snap, under a minute to go. Dropping Hurts gets the pass. It's intercepted. Picked up with the 20 to the 30-yard line. To the 40, it's Devin White, and he runs out of bounds at the 45-yard line. The former Heisman Trophy winner takes the snap. He pumps. He's looking. He fires. Short pass. Nothing, and the ball is fumbled and picked up, I think, by the Eagles. I think it's Bradbury on top of it. Bradbury is on it. No one can blame Taylor Swift for that. She was nowhere to be found. But, yeah, three straight drives culminating with turnovers late in the second quarter between the Eagles and the Bucks. You hear the calls there with Gene Deckerhoff on Bucks Radio and the Merrill Reese and Mike Quick on Eagles Radio. Uh, but the Eagles were able to run the ball to the tune of 201 yards. Another huge game for not Taylor Swift, but the other Swift. Sorry, DeAndre. DeAndre Swift and Jalen Hurts and that offensive line. Uh, their patented move now, and if it's not patented, it should be, where they just shove their quarterback into the end zone. Nick Sirianni does not hesitate. The offense stays right where they are. Fourth and goal. Rain beginning to fall again in Tampa, Florida. 13-3 Eagles. They'll line up again for the quarterback sneak. Hurts gets pushed over the left side. No signal yet. Hurts looking, Eagles looking, touchdown, Philadelphia. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It took a while. He just got pushed over the left side into the end zone for six and a 19-3 Eagles lead. 
And really, that was all they needed. It was more than enough. Uh, well, late touchdown drive by Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. And you could kind of see them find a little more of a rhythm. I like the connection between Baker and Mike Evans. And I think it will it will uh, serve them well. He's also been able to spread the ball around. But they could not run the ball to save their lives. And so this game was won for the Eagles on the line of scrimmage. Lost for the Buccaneers on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, anytime you have a one 160-yard advantage rushing the ball over your opponent, I would say you're off to a pretty sweet start. And for the first time, the Bucks turned the ball over, uh, though the Eagles did as well. It was a bit of a sloppy night in stretches, but the Eagles, they run the ball, which means they control the ball. They dominated time of possession. And yeah, ultimately, even though they were only one for five in the red zone, they got what they needed against Tampa. Obviously, he's going to want those those two interceptions back. Um, <clears throat> I thought the guy made a really good play on the on the second interception. Uh, just being on the same page on the first interception um, uh, needs. To, we just again, it's always about communication, being on the same page. But uh, I thought you know he took completions that were that were being given to him. Um, spread the ball around. AJ had a AJ had a really good game. You know, Dallas I thought made some really key catches. Devonte had some some big catches. Um, and so I thought he played, I thought he did a good job of managing the game and, and, and playing a good game. I think that's the beauty of team sports. You know, I think um, you heard me say time and time again, no man is an island. You draw your strength from others. And obviously, um, every everybody had each other's backs tonight, and we found a way to win. Defense played a hell of a game, under 200 total yards of offense, um, turning the ball over, you know, and, that's team football, and I think for us, we just have to take advantage of opportunities when they give those those turnovers and uh, finish in the red zone. Yeah, one for five in the red zone, but nearly 475 yards. Jalen did have the touchdown pass earlier in the game to Zacchaeus. It also had a couple of picks. But really, this night was about being able to run the ball. And DeAndre Swift, he has a couple of really productive games already this season. He's been a big time, uh, big time player for us, you know. And see him jumping over guys. I don't know if I've seen that in a long time. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, you know, he's 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 kind of marking his territory. I feel like with that, and you know, he's pushing everybody else around him. So you know, we just need him to keep keep playing great ball. We executed, didn't have a lot of penalties. Um, you know, we were all on the same page. We communicated well. You know, half of the being successful on offense is just everybody being on the same page and. If you have the players that are going to execute and do their jobs. I had to do it. I had to play Swift and Kelsey back to back. (laughs) The light bulb just went on with Jay. He's like, oh, on the other side of the double pane glass. Uh Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. The Eagles were able to really dominate, as they say, line of scrimmage in the trenches. And the Bucs just couldn't get a whole lot going. And even when they did, it was a little bit too late. As for the Buccaneers, we'll hear from Baker Mayfield, Todd Bowles, a little bit later. They've got a huge test coming up now on the road at the Saints in week number four, though we don't know if Derek Carr will play. Probably won't know that till much closer to kickoff. Second game on Monday Night Football, or really they were straddled starts, so it was about an hour later in Cincinnati. And, yeah, the Rams, 
They were looking for their second win. Bengals just wanted to get away with their first win of the season and not go 0-3 because it's not impossible, but it's extremely rare that a team that begins 0-3 makes the playoffs. So Bengals feeling it with their own banged-up quarterback. We'll get to that straight ahead on Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page, or on our YouTube channel. Nope, we have nothing about Taylor Swift. Jay, if we were really smart, we would have put Taylor Swift as the music, as the background to our latest video. We do <laughs> we do have a new video up there. Oh, could you imagine if in the video that's appropriately titled Ask Amy Walks Down the Aisle, we use something like, we are never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> that would have been funny. Ironic. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Quick snap. Stafford to throw again. Over the middle. Deflected and picked off at the 22. It was deflected. Wilson. And picked off by... Logan Wilson, Hilton deflected it, gets up, tacks on a, a begins celebrating with his teammates. The Bengals get their second pick, both by Logan Wilson, and have it at the 21-yard line. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. There are a lot of questions about Joe Burrow and his calf and the offense and whether or not the Bengals would be able to put up enough points against the Rams to win their first game of the season. But honestly, it was the defense that led the way. Not only the two interceptions by Logan Wilson off Matthew Stafford, uh, but also the way that the Bengals put pressure on Stafford. Six sacks by the Cincinnati Bengals. And even though a lot of the other numbers were about the same, something else that stands out is that the Rams were in the red zone four times, more than Cincinnati, but could only get into the end zone just once. And that was later in the game. Bengals able to squash them long enough to pick up their first win of the season. Dan Horton, Dave Lapham on Bengals radio. So yeah, we lead with the defense, but there definitely was some offense as well. Joe Mixon able to get into the end zone, uh, was banging off tackles and, and had a fancy run to get into the end zone for their rushing touchdown. There was a lot of speculation about whether or not Joe Burrow looked right, looked the same. Uh, We knew going in that he was not fully healthy, right? We had heard that he was going to play and he was going to just deal with it and hope that he didn't re-injure that calf muscle. But he was asked afterwards about whether or not it was affecting him during the game. I was pretty cautious with with extending plays. Um, I was was quick to throw the ball away, uh, but... Uh, we were able to get the job done. Joe's toughness, we're just used to it, you know, so we kind of take it for granted at times because he's he's played through a lot of stuff over the last however many years he's been, what, four years? Is it four years? He's played here four years. <laughs> and uh, so, again, he's he's always a guy that it's appreciated when your quarterback goes out there and is dealing with something as significant as he was and, and uh, able to battle through it, throw the ball 40-something times. Um, you know, so that was, that was really, you know, escaped a couple pressures too and got the ball out of his hand. So that was big time. Yeah, 40-something times. He threw 49 passes. 49, that's a lot. 
an interception in there for him. He was sacked a couple of times, and I'm sure Bengals fans holding their collective breath. Uh, Joe Mixon had the touchdown, limited rushing attack for each team, uh, but he was running back to the t- tunnel with Burrow, and they were on Instagram Live. Oh, yes, sir, we got number nine here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shout out to the whole Bengal Nation. Y'all showed up and showed out not all white. First up. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. They were also in the locker room, too. They're handing out game balls, getting their first win of the season. And, yeah, that's a big deal. Why? Because... In the history of the NFL, going back to 1990, whenever they, they expanded the playoff format, this is actually pre-16 games, pre-17 games in the regular season, but the numbers go back to 1990. 158 times we've had teams start 0-3. Four times have those teams or have teams that started 0-3 made the playoffs. Four out of 158. It's not only improbable and unlikely It's flat out rare. It's not a common occurrence. It doesn't happen every year. Maybe, maybe it'll happen this season. I think the Vikings should rally. I mean, I I like their defense. It's a little better. They've got to stop turning the ball over. And Kevin O'Connell's threatened benching veterans if they can't take better care of the football. So I, I could imagine that the Vikings would rally and make the playoffs, but it hasn't happened in the league since the Texans in 2018. Uh, so it's been a while, and it's not automatic at all. Probably no, you won't go zero and seventeen. Yeah, well, you could. Uh, uh, it's just it's just as hard to go perfect as it is to go winless. I mean, those two things are in the NFL where there's so much parity and where it's so hard to win every single week. Those two things are just as unlikely and improbable. But, yeah, I guess there is a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, Bengals get off the schneid, though, and they pick up their first victory, and that's a big deal, especially in the AFC North. you got to get that first win, and it changes everything, changes the week, changes the momentum. 
Um, to hear them get a chance to, to sing the song in the locker room is good. <laughs> so, again, it, it creates a lot of positive energy over the week, which we haven't had the last couple of weeks. You just feel that kind of hanging over you. Uh, but I thought our guys, you know, managed this game well. It, it starts really with the defense. The defense set the tone for us in the first half while the offense was trying to get their feet underneath them. Um, you know, and so to hold them to, what, six points at halftime, I think it was, and then allow the offense to go out and, and, and start to get some momentum and play with a two-score lead, um, that's the type of football game we're used to playing. Our defense is crazy good, man. They show it every year. Got one of the best linebackers in the game, and our secondary is just getting better. They're young, but the core is just getting better. And our up front is even more amazing as our uh, linebackers, so that tells us everything. Jamar Chase praising the other side of the ball, though he was pretty active last night. A dozen catches, 141 yards. So a concerted effort to get him more involved in the offense. Hey, guys. I wonder, was uh, Taylor Swift in attendance there too? Like some, I don't know. Jamar Chase needing to get extra work because <laughs> Taylor Swift or some other celeb was in attendance. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, both teams really struggled to get the ground game going, so not surprised that that was a question for Sean McVay. To me, the biggest thing, in addition to them not taking advantage of uh, of their opportunities in the red zone, how about the Rams going one for 11 on third down? It's just execution when it comes down to that, you know. Um, obviously put ourselves in some tough spots, had some third and extra longs. Um, didn't do a good enough job there, and then, um, you know, uh, I'd have to go back and watch all of them for you. But, um, yeah, we just didn't execute. You know, throw any catch-ins, the name of the game on third down, we didn't do that well enough. They did a nice job, but, I mean, they were they were fairly, you know, in alignment with what we kind of expected. And it was just, you know, sometimes it was some execution. There was a couple things like Jordan mentioned where, you know, they were being able, able to apply some pressure. And then we ended up getting some conversions that then you end up getting penalties that take you out of it. And now you're, you know, you're way behind the sticks and you're almost just trying to say, okay, let's just give ourselves some room for a punt. So there was a handful of those. And, um, again, there'll be a lot of things that we can learn from from this tape, and uh, and that's coaches and players alike. It's kind of shaping up in the NFC the way that we saw last year end, right? So maybe the more things change, the more things stay the same. Now, there are some changes, to be sure. But the two teams that are still undefeated are the teams that met in the NFC Championship last year, the Eagles and the Niners. And just talking NFC right now, there are three teams in the East that are above 500. So the commanders are hanging in there as well. That figured to be a tough division. The North is relatively wide open. Again, I do expect the Vikings to to improve. Um, it's, it's just a strange thing that they've lost all three of their games, two of them at home, though I mentioned earlier they haven't yet played a divisional game, so that could serve them well. But the Packers and Lions are at 2-1. and one. I think the South is funny, actually. <laughs> Every team in the NFC South lost this weekend, but you still have three of them that are above 500. That does include the Buccaneers, uh, because we'll hear from Baker coming up. Panthers didn't even have Bryce Young. They're one of the last teams that's over. And then in the NFC West, it's the Niners and it's the Seahawks, the two teams that finished 1-2 in the division last year who were off to the best start. The Rams and Cardinals still trying to piece it together. And the Cardinals waiting on Kyler Murray, but have a new coaching staff. The Rams, there's a lot of rebuilding there. It dawned on me earlier, this is one of the reasons why Matthew Stafford left Detroit, because he did not want to be part of another rebuild and another coaching staff and another set of you know, rules and changes and a new system and voices and play calls and blah, blah, blah. Now, he got the ring in L.A., which will forever be part of that story and the reason why he went to the Rams. But now here they are 
in another rebuild there in L.A., something that he really didn't want to do later in his career. But, yeah, Super Bowl ring definitely changes a whole lot. Changes your perspective on the, the end of your career, I suppose. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, we're asking you to vote for TD of the Week. Four impressive candidates, and before the top of the hour, you'll get to hear your choice. Well, and a, a special moment for the After Hours Monday MVP. If you haven't checked out our latest video on YouTube, it does not feature Taylor Swift music. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. His heroics made us swoon this weekend. I'm the best ever. I am the greatest. Now it's time to name the After Hours Monday MVP. I need a hero. They pitch it to A-Chain around the corner, blocking in front. Breaks a tackle and... He's in! Touchdown, Miami! Patience that time, got him in the end zone, pitched it out wide again. 70 points is crazy. Like, that's like, then all stats, like, that's like video game type stuff. <laughs> Devon, wait, I gotta say, I gotta practice because I was saying A chain because everybody else was saying A chain, but he has indicated that he prefers to say or to have it pronounced A chan. So, Devon A chan, rookie for the Miami Dolphins with a, a monster day, certainly a career day for him, but who didn't have a career day with the Miami Dolphins scoring 70 points against the Broncos on Sunday afternoon? They go six for six in the red zone, more than 10 yards per play. As a team, they rushed for 350, and A chan had 233 and the four scores. It was one heck of a game, and for that reason, you got to know the name Devon A. Chan, though we all said A. Chain. Uh, you hear the call there on Dolphins Radio, and uh, now he is your choice for Monday MVP, of course. That was a no-brainer, though I will say Taylor Swift got a lot of votes, as did Jordan Love. He also had plenty of votes. It's after hours with Amy, oh, sorry, I have a cough drop in my mouth, and it just came out of my cheek. Whoopsie. Okay, fine. I'll be that little kid in kindergarten who takes their gum out of their mouth when the teacher tells them to. Sorry about that. It was supremely unattractive. It's after, let me try it again. Take two. It's after hours. I swear nothing now. No cough drop. After hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be on the road at the Saints next weekend. Now, they may or may not have Derek Carr, but we know what the Saints defense is all about. And offensively, if the Bucs don't figure it out, it could be another struggle for them in back-to-back weeks. We started too slow. Um and that's a good football team. So anytime you give them more opportunities to, to have the football in their hands, they're going to capitalize. And we just have to be better on offense as a whole. I got to be better um, taking advantage of just different outlets and things I have early on. To uh, I mean, it, they're a great defensive front. So anytime we have an advantage with uh, some of the pass options in the run game, we just need to take those and, and move down the road. And we just got to play better as a whole. We got another tough ball game coming up, division rival, um, going to their house. So we got to have short-term memory. We got to rest up, recover. Uh, get some guys back, hopefully, and then uh, you know, play some good ball. I'm such a big fan of Mike Evans, and he and Baker Mayfield have definitely established a connection. You can see it already. I'm sure it's due to hard work as well as the talent of Mike Evans and Baker, obviously. <laughs> they like him there in Tampa. They feel like they've found their guy for now. I don't know how long that lasts, but um, it's... Don't really care. Well, that's a lie. Come on now. Let's not be fibbers. You know Taylor Swift might be listening to the show. Don't be a fibber. 
what what we know about Baker is that he is more motivated than ever, probably, because he started for three different teams on three different opening days. It didn't work with the, the Panthers last year. The Rams, it was only ever a temporary solution. He was just keeping the seat warm for Stafford. Kind of interesting last night. I wonder when uh, when you see and and they may have had their the game on in their locker room or whatever. But when you see the Rams play now, Baker, do you get the flashbacks because that was your team for all of what six weeks? I mean, he did have one hell of a, a fourth quarter comeback. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. For the Rams. <laughs> See you guys on Monday. Make on national play. TV. <laughs> no, man, that's the way to fight. For the- hey, I'm Get happy to be home, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Rams on three. One, two, three. Rams. That's our favorite part. I'm happy to be home. I mean, it was home for six weeks or so. <laughs> hey, I'm Get happy to be home, man. <laughs> Jay's favorite moment of all of last season, no doubt. That was a fun game. The Giants made the playoffs and win a playoff game. Irrelevant. <laughs> the only thing he cares about is Baker's flash in the pan with the Rams. Anyway, I wonder if he got back into the locker room after the Bucks lost and he thought he's, he was wistful watching the Rams on TV thinking that could be my team. I'm better than that match. They always come back. Oh, ew. Uh, don't be creepy. All right. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Anyway, I don't, I don't even know what I was talking about. Baker. Baker and Mike Evans. That's what I was talking about. And certainly he is more motivated, right? Because... It was never going to work out with the Rams. This was like a Taylor Swift song. I need to stop that. Just because I dreamed about her doesn't mean that I need to keep bringing her up. The NFL, look what you've done to me. Uh, so the the Baker motivation at an all-time high because this could be his last chance, right? I mean, it, it might be, at least for a while. Think about Carson Wentz. I guess it's debatable. It's beauty in the eye of the beholder. Baker's had a little more success than Carson, but Carson was nearly an MVP the year he got hurt in December and Nick Foles took over when the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 17, right? I guess it would be beauty in the eye of the beholder. If you would rather have a Carson when he was playing or a Baker, but it's true that there aren't likely to be many more opportunities for Baker if it doesn't work out in Tampa. And I don't know how long they would stick with him At some point, they're going to want to develop a younger quarterback. I don't think Kyle Trask is their long-term answer either. But there is something to be said 
for a guy who feels like he is on his ninth life, right? If you're a cat and you've had nine lives, there's something to be said for feeling like this is it if it doesn't work. Uh, When you've become a journeyman quarterback, I mean, not quite like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but, you know, you've now played for four different franchises in the span of four or three years even. So, well, not even three years. Um, kind of look at it by calendar year. So Baker's 28. I mean, theoretically, if, man, it feels like he's been around a lot longer than that, doesn't it? Theoretically, he could sign another free agent contract after this one, maybe even two more if he can stick. And I do think you look around the NFL, and you've probably seen the stats The average age of quarterbacks is dropping, dropping, dropping. Patrick Mahomes is 28. He and Baker are considered old now. Think about who's retired over the last several years. I mean, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, they're really old. Those two guys are are considered senior citizens by way of NFL QBs now. But Baker at 28 and Patrick Mahomes at 28. Trying to think of other quarterbacks that you would consider kind of middling and older now. Because so many of... Kirk Cousins, for sure. Thank you, Producer Jay. Because so many of the quarterbacks that are starting now around the league are young, are in their rookie contracts, or not at their rookie contracts, and they're still relatively young. Maybe they're second QBs or QB deals. The Seattle Seahawks have Geno Smith. He's got to be considered old among quarterbacks, right? I think I'll be able to throw pretty good to him, about 60 or 70. No, no one wants to see you moving around an NFL field when you're 60 or 70. Uh, Derek Carr would be considered an older dude now. Jared Goff, would he be considered older? I mean, he's he's been around for a long stretch of time. I got to go and look. He's at, older than Mahomes, right? Is he? Is I he 29? So. Okay, I'm going to go look because I actually don't know how old Jared Goff is. Hold on. Hold your horses, peeps. Jared Goff's found also a new home. Now he's 28. So, turns 29 next week. He, or two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah, he turns in the middle of October, he turns 29. So, yeah, he would be slightly older than Patrick Mahomes, right? So, Pat, Baker, Jared, they're considered veterans at 28 years old. Wow. Was Daniel Jones considered a veteran at this point? Was he four years in? Mm, well, he just got a new deal. This would be year mm-hmm. five, right? Because mm-hmm. they didn't pick up his fifth year no, option, right. did they? Yeah, no. Huh. Interesting. I just know that the average age of QB is going down, 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 which is good for the teams that are trying to save money until, of course, they end up having to pay their QBs. Oh, Russell Wilson, he's definitely old. In fact, age may be catching up with him, or maybe it's just Sean Payton. Oh, that I don't even know what happens there. Sean Unlimited. Sean was talking uh, on Monday about the fact that watching the film of the game with the Broncos – or with the uh, Broncos and Dolphins was really tough. He said it was a tough film to watch. As unpleasant as it was, they definitely had to go back and look. It's weird to think about some of the highs and lows of the NFL so far in into week number three, and yet that's pretty standard for the NFL. Uh, we're not going to play it here, but did you see the quotes or maybe hear 
what Joe Namath said about Zach Wilson and how he would trade him if he could. He would trade him out. He would get rid of him and that it's an embarrassment. And he actually ripped on the Jets organization as well, not just Zach Wilson, but on the organization for continuing to trot him out there and continuing to give him opportunities. And Robert Sala, he's he's about done with the questions now. He doesn't want to hear them anymore. I don't know if it's coming from above him or if he's the one making the choice, but they're sticking with Zach. Yes. <laughs> I know. Okay, fine. We'll give you a little more from him because he did actually praise Zach Wilson and his play against the Patriots. One thing I'm going to give him credit for is that he had a turnover-free game yesterday. Um, he had he had no turnover-worthy throws from my under, uh, from my recollection, um, and because of that, we were in position and had the ball at midfield with 140 to go and two timeouts to go win the game. We played a clean game of football on the uh, offensive side of the ball and. Uh, we're able to 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 win the field position battle in the second half. Okay, those are all nice things, but you didn't actually win the game. And so, wh- who's right? Joe Namath, who called it, what did he call it, Producer Jay? Disgusting. He called the play disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, even though he's not the one who got tackled in the end zone for the safety, I mean, he's holding on to the ball too long. He's not seeing what right's in front of him. Stay tuned. There could be more developments. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.